You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 197. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 197. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. You little fucker. You are (laughs) always trying... Okay. I've 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 really messed it up a few times, couple, but I, I felt like I times. I really had my game just now. You pulled okay. it through. So every time, no, almost every time, not every single time, but often, often, when I'm recording my little intro part where I say what episode it is, he tries to mimic me and get me to like bust out laughing. <laughs> it works sometimes. It you've definitely got got me before, but you did not get me today. Did not get you today. You held it. I held it like a boss. Like a boss. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everybody to Hello, the show. Pop, people. We have a unique topic this week because it is going to be a two-part series. So I thought it would be really advantageous to look at the shit you say instead of saying <laughs> what you really mean. Instead of being really honest, instead of asking for what you need, instead of being really forthright and clear, there's a ton of things that we do to try to get people to decipher what we really mean. Mm -hmm. So I thought, let's talk about all of those things one week and then, in in essence, look at the things that don't work. Yeah. And then the next week, look at more effective ways to communicate and say what you really mean in ways that might be a little bit more palatable for you. Nice. So you got a week to kind of figure out what your, like, crutch phrases are. And then, uh, then we'll kind of get to how you handle that next week. That's exactly right. Got it. So this week, I'm going to give you about six different tactics that we take when we have something we're trying to express, but we don't <clears throat> quite do it in the most effective way. So as we go through this particular week, I want you to really look for wh- what are yours, what are your stumbling blocks? What are your typical go-to methods of communication? Hmm. Okay. And we'll kind of dig through that a little bit. But I actually hear... Oh, wait. Do you hear a little something I, in the background? I think I hear it coming in. There oh. it is. We interrupt this broadcast of the Joy Junkie Show to bring you this urgent free shit alert. Repeat, this is a free shit alert. That is right, my friends. Yeah, that's what it was, all right. It sure was. We thought we heard that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty sure but you never know that's why you got to lean in you gotta you gotta really <laughs> listen real hard that is correct i have another free shit alert for you all i'm really excited about this it is one of my online workshops so for those of you who have never attended one of these i do about three a year three to four a year this particular one i haven't done in ages it might have been over a year since I've done it, and it's called Self-Confidence Secrets. Four reasons. Secrets. (laughs) Four reasons you don't speak up, 
care way too much about what <laughs> others think. I don't have any sound oh, effect nothing? there. Oh, nothing? Damn no. it. Don't, don't just leave me hanging, Mr. Smith. Hmm? Huh? And what to actually do about it. Oh. oh, so here's the deal. This is kind of how I work as far as the content that I deliver. I will, I give a certain amount, like kind of a sampling on the pod. Obviously, it's fairly rich. I hear from a lot of you guys that you benefit highly from what I give out on the show. Yeah, I can see for sure. The next level that is a little bit deeper, a little more of a intricate dive are the online workshops that I do like this. And then beyond that are all my paid for classes, programs, coaching one-on-one in various degrees, various levels. Those are obviously the deepest dive, the bulk of my curriculum and my life's work. But I like to be able to offer ways for people to at least get their feet wet and start consuming information that can help them make real true change. There's nothing I hate more than getting on a free workshop and it's like 45 minutes about why the person hosting it is the shit and has this amazing life that you want. It's like, no, fucking tell me what you were supposed to tell me that you got me to opt in and yeah. be a part of this workshop. I just read a book like that. <clears throat> it was on meditation. It was all the benefits of meditation, but there wasn't one thing in there about how to do it. Like, tell me. T I was like, this is the lamest thing ever. It's like all these great benefits from doing this. And it's like, uh, are you going to No, I'm bought in. It? Like, I get it. I, I'm, I'm ready to meditate. Yeah. Like, just tell me what to do. Yeah. No, I'm with you. <laughs> and and I see that a lot in personal development where it's a lot of good ideas, but we don't know how to actually implement that. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to talk about at this particular workshop at Self-Confidence Secrets. Secrets. <laughs> is how to stop taking responsibility for everyone else's happiness. And this includes trying to make your mom, your boss, your hubs, your kids, everybody happy at all times. We're going to talk about letting go of that, what to do about it, how to actually set and enforce boundaries in your life without being riddled by guilt, right? It's like you stand up for yourself or you put your foot down and then you're consumed with guilt. Like, mm -hmm. oh my God, did I say too much? Oh, they're mad at me. Whoa. Totally. We're going to talk about that. How to speak up for yourself without being a total dick. And it's actually easier than you think, believe it or not. And how to change your relationship to fear so you aren't so always so goddamn afraid of going after the things you want or being so afraid to speak up to your mom or your in-laws or your boss or your spouse or whoever else you might be afraid of hmm. their response. So if you are interested, this is going to be going down in a couple of weeks. You guys are the first, very first to hear about it. And all you have to do is go to thejoyjunkie.com slash register and you can grab your free spot. I give a huge comprehensive workbook that accompanies the training because I want you to get into action. I really, really don't fuck around. People are like, oh my God, I can't believe you gave all of this stuff out. So just imagine what it's like when I have a class. Like yeah, it's, yeah. It, people always go, oh my God, I thought I thought you taught a lot on the workshops. I thought you taught a lot on the podcast. Holy shit, when they get in the class, you know? But I would love for you to come hang out at this free workshop. Go to thejoyjunkie.com slash register. Or as always, you can find everything that we ever talk about on a given episode on the show notes page, which for this episode is thejoyjunkie.com slash 197. Hmm. You can find all the info there as well. All right. I think you've had the mic long enough. What do you think? Ew! <laughs> I think it's my turn. 
All right, Mr. Smith, I think it's time for... Would you rather... Today's Would You Rather is... Would you rather have 90210 or Save by the Bell on repeat in your house at all times? Oh, gosh. Like you could never turn it off. It would always be on. See, to me, it's like, this is a good would you rather because they're both like, good. <laughs> I was thinking the other way. You were thinking it was opposite because I'm like, when you wake up in the morning oh, and you make it on time. Um, that's the 90210 one. Yes. I think I think I would pick 90210. I would too, just because it's a lot less cheesy. I don't know, that was pretty cheesy. I'd love me some Mark Paul Gossler though. Yeah, but uh 90210 at least had like calm, quiet times, like Say by the bell is like just like constantly. But what about Zack Attack? And what about I'm so excited? Like there's so many. You're looking at me like I can't believe. So this is okay. All right. I need to move on because <laughs> the looks Mr. Smith is giving me. Yeah. But what would you do? The reason why I would pick 90210 is because I was allowed to watch. Say by the bell. Say by the bell. So I've seen all the episodes uh, more than one time. Got it. 90210, I've seen a handful throughout the seasons because I had to sneak it because my oh, parents... It was too risque, huh? It was way too heathenistic for... Ooh, yeah. yeah that was, not not in the house of the Lord. Those damn Beverly Hill hippies. I know. <laughs> so, let Donna Martin graduate! <laughs> Donna Martin graduate! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with 90210. Okay, you, you are too? Yeah. So, All right. good, because we're in the same house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh my gosh. All right. So if you want to share what you would rather, find me on Instagram. My Insta handle is at the Joy Junkie. Just find the latest meme for this particular pod. And it's funny because you'll see a couple other people saying like, just underneath the inscription, it'll say like, I want Tiny Rhino or <laughs> Tiny Rhino. I would go for somebody, that was one of my favorites, somebody taller than me or somebody short or I'd go for clown makeup. So <laughs> let us know if you're going for Say by the Bell or 90210. So let's talk about some of the things you might be doing instead of saying what you really mean, all right? So again, as I mentioned at the top of the show, what your task is going to be throughout the remainder of this week is to take an inventory of any of these six things that I'm about to highlight. Do you do them? Which ones are they? With whom? do you do them? So for instance, you might use one particular tactic with your mom. You might use a different tactic with your spouse. You might try something else with your boss. Interesting. So I want your go-to. Exactly. Mm. And with whom? So you might have varying types of things that you use depending on the person that you're communicating with. So the first thing, and this is perhaps one of the most pervasive that I see that you may do instead of saying what you really mean is you just straight up say nothing. You sweep it under the rug. And we do this externally and internally. So externally, we might just say something like, oh, no big deal. That's fine. That's okay. We might just say something like that when it really does bother us deep down. 
And the internal way that we do this is we tell ourselves, it's not that big of a deal. Amy, calm down, let it go. Don't rock the boat. And we talk ourselves into our silence. Mm. Saying that it's not worth it. Don't even sweat it. You're making a big deal out of nothing. And we make ourselves wrong for having a gut response that something's not right. Had that happen today. You did? Mm-hmm. Do tell. Um, <clears throat> I was with someone that I know pretty well. Okay. And he was talking about retiring. And I said, you know, where would you retire? Would you go back to your home state? And he's like, no, no. He's like, all the towel heads have taken over that town. Oh. And I was like, towel heads? He's like, yeah. And it would be different if they were uh, going to be, uh, you know, Trying to, trying to come in and be Americans, but no, they want to reenact Sharia law and all, all this stuff. And I was like, I had that moment where I was like, what do I say here? Yeah. Like, because that's completely against anything that my belief system is about. Right. So I was kind of like, what do I say in that moment? Super offensive. Um, and I, I said something, I, I don't know if I was... Uh, overstepping but i said well that was said like a true racist good for you mr smith <laughs> and he was he was like oh you think that's racist i'm like absolutely <laughs> absolutely that's the that's a very racist statement like how is it not right a racist statement way to go <laughs> so you had that moment of i could sweep this under the rug and just yeah, say nothing i, I would yeah i could have totally just said yeah uh-huh, okay and moved on mm-hmm. but that moment i heard you in my head Oh, <laughs> no, no. I just kind of was like, well, that was kind of offensive. Maybe I should say something. Good for you. Good for you. I'm really proud of you because I do think we all have that moment, whether it's an interaction with somebody, you know, sometimes it's a long conversation, you know, with your partner, let's say. Sometimes it's a brief interaction with somebody like that, like a client or somebody you're checking out at when you're getting your groceries or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. And you have that brief moment of, oh, that doesn't feel right. Oh, or, we went there. <laughs> yeah. And you it's a gut response where you're at that moment of, do I speak up or do I not? Most of the time, and we've talked about this. I will link to this in the show notes page. We've linked to this on, is lying okay? And oh, yeah. how do we know if, when we need to speak up? And one of the things that I always tell people is if you have that gut response of my silence will make me compliant or falsely indicate that I'm in agreement mm-hmm. with that person, then then that is a moment to speak up. Yeah. Right? So this is one place for you to look. Do you tend to say nothing and sweep it under the rug? Because usually what is annexed to this particular method of communication is a massive explosion down the road where you have had it with your mom, you've had it with your kids, you've had it with your spouse, you've had it with your coworker, and you explode because you've swept it under the rug for so long. It's Mm -hmm. the most common in marital relationships where you sweep it, sweep it, sweep it, sweep it, and then you finally reach this explosion point and it comes out in such a volatile way that also doesn't foster awesome communication. Yeah. When you're yelling right. and screaming like a bat out of hell, your partner's not like, mm, yeah, tell me that again. What I can't can wait I to work on you? that. Yeah, yeah, what can I do for you? <laughs> not at all. It creates the most ineffective result. 
So please know that with everything that I'm giving you today, I really want you to look at it through the lens of awareness, not beating yourself up, not, oh my gosh, I suck at communication, just going, oh, that is me. No wonder I'm not getting through. No wonder they're not paying attention. No wonder that... And that's where we can create change. My students, my clients tell me all the time, I hear you in my head, awareness is the win, awareness is the win, because I say it ad nauseum. Because until you are aware of the places you need to grow and change, you will just remain the same, keep doing the same behaviors over and over and over again, wondering why you're not getting a new result. That's right. So please know that this is all just gathering information this particular week. So that's one. Do you sweep it under the rug? Do you say nothing? And then make excuses like it's no big deal for them. Like, oh, no, no, no worries. No, it's not a problem at all when it absolutely is a problem. Or, no, I didn't take it that way when you absolutely did take it that way. And then do you internalize and make make excuses internally? Like, no, don't even, Amy, you're making a way too big of a deal out of it. And you talk yourself into you shouldn't care about whatever was just said. Yeah. All right. The second thing that we oftentimes do, instead of saying what we really mean, is we just complain and we collude. Mm-hmm. And we just bitch and we moan about a specific circumstance instead of saying what's really true there for us. I'll give you an example within our marriage. I realized a few it was actually a few months ago i was really frustrated because we have two extremely geriatric senior dogs one is 12 one is well they're almost 13 and 15 and they always have well i shouldn't say always they frequently have health issues and because i work from home it's way easier for me to be the one who takes them to the vet we were realizing that I needed to take the dogs to the vet again, and I was super fucking frustrated. And then you used, I can't remember what it was, like you used a pan that I wanted to use in the kitchen for cooking breakfast or something, and I got all snappy with you and all irritated with you and started complaining about the pan. And you were like, uh, what's this really about, you know, and complaining, complaining, complaining. And then I stopped and I thought about it, and I'm like, what I really need to say What's really happening for me is I'm just pissed that I have to take the dogs to the vet again. Has nothing to do with you. Has nothing to do with the goddamn pan. I'm just venting through that avenue because that's kind of all I had at the moment. Right. But through awareness and realizing like, all right, this is not Mr. Smith's problem. He did not mean to piss you off by using the pan. (laughs) This is your shit and you need to own it. We do the same thing when we collude with co-parts at work where we bitch and complain about stuff that's going on instead of actually taking action to do something about it. And so that's one thing. Do Am I bitching about things or even nitpicking my husband, let's say, about leaving his shoes out when what I really need to say is – I don't feel like you respect me in this marriage. Mm. You know what I mean? A lot of times there's how it surface presents, like the Mm -hmm. things like you didn't pay the bills or you're not going to get a job or the thing that it presents as on the surface, but underneath it, it is, I don't feel like you care about this relationship or you're as invested in this relationship as I am. I don't think, I don't feel like you value what I bring to the table and are willing to reciprocate. There's usually something deeper. 
So look at, are, are there any little nitpicky things that you tend to bitch about at work, with your family, with your partner, with your children, with anybody that comes out as complaining, but there's a really a deeper rooted issue that you need to give voice to. Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. The third way that you may be not really saying what you really mean is being passive aggressive or using jokes. So one of the things that I love to say about this particular area is if you are presenting information as a joke, expect it to be taken as a joke. So for instance, if you have been really wanting to start a family and it's been something that's really been weighing on your mind and you're not totally sure that your spouse is on board or your partner's on board and you say things in a joke, like maybe you hear that your sister is pregnant for the fourth time and so to your partner, you're like, so Cindy's pregnant again. <laughs> Must be nice. Just fertile myrtle over there. Just always popping them out. Biological clock sure is a chicken. And you say stuff that's like a joke or ingest or passive aggressive instead of saying to your partner, I realized when she told me that she was pregnant, how much I want that for us. Mm. And I want to have this conversation with you. And I'm terrified that we're going to be on different pages. And actually having some sort of a conversation about it. So I, and again, we'll go into that more next week, but I want you to think about, are there times when you make light of something or maybe you're asking for something at work and you want somebody to stop breathing down your neck and micromanaging you. And so you're like, oh, Steve, I got it, but ask me one more time, you know, and you maybe go in with a joke. And we'll talk about this again next week, ways you can use that to then say what you really mean. But just using the joke or just being passive aggressive is room for that person to go, if they were really serious, they would tell me. The other thing that might be interesting is using my example of talking to that guy that was making racist statements. If at, if at that moment when he said, Oh, you think that was a racist statement? If I just said, no, I'm just playing, man, whatever. Great point. That would have refuted any of the effort I made in the beginning of that conversation, right? That's exactly right. And that is, I'm so, so glad you brought that up because that's the, like, you start to flex your personal power and then never mind. Uh, never mind. Take it I'm just kidding, just kidding. Just kidding, just kidding. I'm going to take it back. No, no, it's not that big of a deal, right? <laughs> just kidding. And that's, starting with that's going back to sweeping it under the rug. Yeah. You're taking your joke method and going, nah, you take that back. Let's just make this not a big deal. <laughs> right, right. Right? Exactly. No, erase, erase. So watch all of that. Do you use these tactics in tandem with one another, perhaps? Great point, Mr. Smith. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. So watch those areas. Do you ever joke about something that actually is really a serious topic for you or of deep merit that you need to express the severity of the issue to the person instead of making light of it? So take inventory of that throughout your week if you if you tend to do that. The fourth thing is what I have termed reporting. And it's where we report everything that's going on with us and we hope that the other person interprets what we really need or what we really feel. 
So an example for the for this would be at your workplace. <clears throat> Perhaps your boss says, "Can you?" I'm, I'm good. They send you an email and they say, here's the things that I need you to get done or here's another task that I'd like to add to your plate. And so you write back and you report all of the things that you have to do, but you don't say, no, that's going to add one more additional thing. I don't think I can take it. You just report all the things that you have to do and you say, well, I've got this case open and oh, right. I'm, I need to follow through on this and I need to do this thing. And i hoping that your boss will go, wow, she's got a lot on her plate mm-hmm. instead or he's got a lot on his plate. Instead of saying, hey, boss, considering I have these many things going on, I can't be certain that I could follow through with this particular task in an outstanding way, in the way that you deserve. So I'll be really honest. I don't think I could get another thing on my plate without something suffering. Really saying what you mean. We do this sometimes in relationships where if, let's say, you really want some support from your spouse. All right, you know what? Let me take take that back. I'm going to do this in a relationship that, that I have with my best friend. So many of you guys know my very best friend, Andrea, over at yourkickasslife.com. She's a colleague, my best friend, and business partner. So we run a a joint project that we've had together since 2011 called the Self-Love Revolution. And I've done, I do a lot of the tech stuff, and I also do a lot of the accounting and finance. And then Andrea has her kind of set of skills that she does that's very different than mine, right? right? So because she doesn't know what mine entail. She doesn't know when I report to her all of these things that I am doing, she thinks that I'm this fucking genius and can get them done in like two minutes. She doesn't realize that I'm losing like four days working on this shit. Mm -hmm. So by me reporting and telling her like, well, I've got these to do. I've got this page to create. I've got this, you know, QuickBooks stuff to do. I've got this, that, and the other. She doesn't know unless I tell her this is a shit ton of work. I don't think I can take anything on. Can you please take on this, that, and the other responsibility? Can you respond to this? Can you handle our assistant? Can you blah, blah, blah? Unless I'm really forthright about what that's going, what's going on for me, reporting. That's just better communication. Doesn't tell her anything. Period. Yeah. She thinks that I can do that really quickly right. until I tell her otherwise. Partnership, same thing. If you, you know, if you tell me, We've had this conversation between you and I before where you've told me all of the things that you have going on, but you're so fucking calm and even killed. I don't realize that that equals overloaded. I'm so stressed unless you tell me that because overloaded. I'm so stressed for me looks very different. I'm a bat (laughs) out of hell. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm so stressed. And and I call it out. (laughs) You've done more of the reporting. I've got this going on. I've got that going on, expecting me to read between the lines. And I've had to tell you, I need you to straight up tell me I am overwhelmed. Yeah. Because you're so chill. I'm chillbo. You're super chillbo. And it's way different than what overwhelm looks like in my eyes. Right. So reporting, are you just assessing all of the things you have to do, all of your tasks, all of the things to that person instead of saying what you really need? Hmm. Okay. The fifth way you might not be saying what you really mean is by telling everybody else in your life except the person who needs to know. How often do we do that? 
So let's say, I mean, how often do you get people telling you all sorts of shit that they're pissed at their child about? Or they're pissed at their parents about, or their spouse about, but they're mm-hmm. giving their massage therapist an earful. When I was a makeup artist, same thing. I would hear all these grievances that people had, and I'm like, "Did you tell Did him? Did you tell him? Did you tell Did her? Did you tell Have her? You talked about this? Have you? Yeah, exactly. And people are like, "No, I don't know. I can't. Well, what are they going to say? I'm going to let them down." We get t- totally caught up in that fear, which is exactly why I'm covering fear in depth at my self-confidence workshop because oh, it's what nice. in impairs us from actually giving voice to things because we get stuck in this fear paralysis. What are they going to say? What are you, blah, 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 blah. So let me tell everybody else. Let me tell my therapist, my coach, my sister, my mom, <laughs> except I'm not going to tell my spouse who I've yeah. been bitching about. So right. a lot of times I will say if it's of any surprise to that person what you just told me, that's on you. I think where where that line might get misconstrued is people think they have told them. Exactly. I have told him. I've told him I've got this on my plate. I've told him I've got this on my plate. You've reported. I, I've told him I had this going on. I've told him that I need him to pay the bills, but you weren't specific about what you needed. That's right. Right? You just reported. Why and can't ho- he see that, I was, that I'm telling him all these things that I have on my plate? Right. Which is pretty obvious to the person saying it, but it's not as obvious to the other person. So you have to be very clear. On the receiving end, you can you can think, <clears throat> you might think, oh my gosh, my wife loves a full schedule. Or she's not happy unless she's got a ton of things to do. They might think that you actually like those things if you're not saying, I'm totally yeah, overwhelmed. I can't, you, there, it's up for interpretation. That's mm-hmm. what you've got to understand. Unless you're spelling something out super clearly in a calm manner. Again, we're going to talk about tools for that next week. Everything you say is up for interpretation. Period. They might think you like it. They might think that you it genuinely is a joke to you. Yeah. They might think that you are just a total complainer and they're just focused on like, God, all she does is bitch and complain. They don't think, let me come to your rescue. Yeah. They think, oh, super negative, always complaining, right? So yeah. just know whatever you're saying, unless it's crystal clear, it's up for interpretation. Got it. Okay. And the final okay. way, and this is probably everyone's going to go, oh, it's totally me, is instead of saying what you really mean, you straight up lie. Oh, you, works. you straight up make shit up. And it's not blatant lies. It's what we think are harmless white lies. So it's when somebody asks you to go somewhere and you feel like you can't just say, I'm so sorry, I'm not available. You feel like you need a valiant reason why. So you make up some sort of thing like, oh, I'm actually getting together with my brother and helping him learn Spanish. Or you you come up with something that you think is really, really noble. Oh, I'm helping my best friend move that day. Or I have Beyonce tickets that I bought five years ago. Like whatever it is, like we think we can't just take time for ourselves. So we will straight up lie instead Mm -hmm. of saying what we really mean, which is, I actually already have plans. So 
Are any of those things your go-tos? Do you lie? So let me tell you this too. If you've been trying to manifest a relationship Mm -hmm. or best friends that are honest, that call you on your shit, but you're a little lying love bug over here, you need to watch out how what you are embodying because you will naturally call forth to yourself things that you do. So are you... Isn't that the truth? Do you want friends? Do you want lovers who are liars? Who don't tell the truth? Probably not. So you need to embody what you want to attract. Period. Hmm. Do you want co-parts, subordinates, colleagues that lie? Or do you want them who... Those types of people who call you on your shit? Then you need to embody what you want to attract. If you try to tell me, honesty is one of the most important things to me. It's what I want from my children. And you can't tell your sister that you are busy... (laughs) then that's a fucking problem, my friend. Yeah, I can totally see that. We think it's noble. We think it's so noble because we're trying to put their feelings above ours. No, you're being a motherfucking liar, dude. What you need to say very simply is I'm not available. And we're going to go through tactics like that next week and give you a little bit more skill a little more tools around that so those are the the six things do you sweep it under the rug do you complain or collude do you make jokes or be passive aggressive about things do you report what's going on for you instead of saying what you really mean are you telling everybody else except the person who really needs to hear it and are you straight up lying or making excuses are you making shit up look for any of those tactics throughout your week. Notice if you tend to vacillate between those tactics, like what we were saying with you. Do you try to speak up for yourself and then pull it back as a joke? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you just straight up lie or make excuses? And do you do different ones with different people? Do you use certain things with your partner that's very different than what you say to your colleagues or your boss? Hmm. And start really making a mental note. And if you want to record it on your voice notes, that's a great way on your phone to just document, here's what I'm noticing about my own behaviors. And I want you to look at this through the lens of a scientist, like you're sizing up the situation, that you're just creating awareness. Like you have your little checkboard and you're going, oh, she says this or she does this when she's with her husband, but she does this. And not from a place of judgment of, oh my gosh, I'm so shitty. I hate, oh, look, at no no wonder I can't communicate with my partner. No. Oh, yeah. We're just sizing things up so that we can create change through more skills that are coming next week. Great. And wow, that's awesome. Please be sure to get your ass to class. It's totally free. Get your and ass to class. We're going to be doing a deeper dive of things like this for self-confidence secrets. it feels like you have to do that right you do you totally do so if you want in on that workshop which will be much longer they they go a full 90 minutes and we do q a where i take your questions live at the workshop so it's a much deeper dive and i would love for you to be there with me go to the joyjunkie.com slash register or again as always you can find it on the show notes page for this episode thejoyjunkie.com slash 197 Anything else you wanted to add? Hmm, no, I don't think so. Thank you for piping in. You had some really great anecdotes. And, oh, thanks. I love to pipe in. You, you brought stuff that I'm like, ah, that's so true. That's a great <laughs> example. So thank you. 
All right, so be sure to tune in for part two next week where we talk about more effective ways that you can actually communicate instead of leaning on some of these crutches that may not be quite as effective. Awesome. And we'll see you around these parts next week. Here's to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. Out.